Sahih al-Bukhari. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Bukhari. The English translation is by Dr. Muhammad Mursin Khan. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. The Book of An-Nikah The Wedlock Chapter 1 Awakening the desire for marriage which is recommended in the statement of Allah Then marry other women of your choice Quran chapter 4 verse 3 Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him A group of three men came to the houses of the wives of the Prophet peace be upon him asking how the Prophet peace be upon him worshipped Allah and when they were informed about that, they considered their worship insufficient and said, Where are we from the Prophet, peace be upon him, as his past and future sins have been forgiven? Then one of them said, I will offer the Salat, prayer, throughout the night forever. The other said, I will observe Psalm, fast, throughout the year, and will not break my Psalm, fast. The third said, I will keep away from the women and will not marry forever. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, came to them and said, Are you the same people who said so and so? By Allah, I am more submissive to Allah and more afraid of him than you. Yet I observe Psalm, fast, and also do not observe Psalm, fast. I do offer Salat, prayer, and also do sleep, and I also marry women. So he who does not follow my sunnah, legal ways in religion, is not from me, not one of my followers. Narrated Urwa that he asked Aisha about the statement of Allah, If you fear that you shall not be able to deal justly with the orphan girls, then marry other women of your choice, two or three or four, but if you fear that you shall not be able to deal justly with them, then only one, or slaves that your right hands possess, that will be nearer to prevent you from doing injustice. Quran chapter 4 verse 3 Aisha said, O oh my nephew, this verse has been revealed in connection with an orphan girl under the guardianship of her guardian who is attracted by her wealth and beauty and intends to marry her with a mahr less than what other women of her standard deserve. So they, such guardians, have been forbidden to marry them unless they do justice to them and give them their full mahr, and they are ordered to marry other women instead of them. Chapter on The Statement of the Prophet, Peace be upon him. Whoever is able to marry, should marry for that will help him lower his gaze and guard his modesty, i.e. his private parts from committing illegal sexual intercourse, etc. And should a person marry even if he has no desire for marriage? Narrated Al-Qama, While I was with Abdullah, Uthman met him at Mina and said, O Abu Abdurrahman, I have something to say to you. So both of them went aside and Uthman said, O Abu Abdurrahman, shall we marry you to a virgin who will make you remember your past days? When Abdullah felt that he was not in need of that, he beckoned me to join him, saying, O Al-Qama. Then I heard him saying, in reply to Uthman, 
As you have said that, I tell you that the Prophet, peace be upon him, once said to us, O young people, whoever among you is able to marry, should marry, and whoever is not able to marry, is recommended to observe psalm, fast, as fasting will diminish his sexual power. Chapter on Whoever is not able, cannot afford to marry, is recommended to fast. Narrated Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. We were with the Prophet, peace be upon him, while we were young and had no wealth. So Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, O young people, whoever among you is able to marry, should marry, because it helps him lower his gaze and guard his modesty, i.e. his private parts from committing illegal sexual intercourse, etc. And whoever is not able to marry, should fast, as fasting will diminish his sexual power. Chapter on About Marrying Several Women Narrated Ata, we attended along with Ibn Abbas the funeral procession of Maimuna at a place called Serif. Ibn Abbas said, This is the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him. So when you lift her beer, do not jerk it or shake it much, but walk smoothly, because the Prophet, peace be upon him, had nine wives, and he used to observe the night turns with eight of them, and for one of them there was no night turn. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, used to go round, have sexual relations with all his wives in one night, and he had nine wives. Narrated Sa'id bin Jubair, Ibn Abbas asked me, Are you married? I replied, No. He said, Marry, for the best person of this Muslim nation, i.e. Muhammad, peace be upon him, had the largest number of wives. Chapter on Whoever emigrated or did a good deed with the intention of marrying a woman, then he will be rewarded according to his intentions. Narrated Umar ibn al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The rewards of deeds are according to the intention, and everybody will get the reward for what he has intended. So whoever emigrates for Allah's and his messenger's sake, his emigration will be for Allah and his messenger. And whoever emigrates for worldly benefits, or to marry a woman, then his immigration will be for the thing for what he immigrated for. Footnote 1. His reward will be according to his intentions, not to his apparent deed. For one and the same deed may be done by different persons with different intentions. Chapter on. The Marrying of a Poor Man Who Has the Knowledge of the Qur'an and is a Muslim Sahl bin Sa'ad narrated this from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Ibn Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with him. We used to fight in the holy battles in the company of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and we had no wives with us. So we said, O Allah's Messenger, shall we get castrated? The Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade us to do so. Chapter on The saying of a man to his brother in Islam, Have a look at either of my wives, and if you wish, I will divorce her for you. This is narrated by Abdul Rahman bin Auf. 
narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Abdul Rahman bin Auf came from Mecca to Al-Madinah, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, made a bond of brotherhood between him and Sa'd bin Ar-Rabi'a al-Ansari. Al-Ansari had two wives, so he suggested that Abdul Rahman take half, his wives and property. Abdul Rahman replied, May Allah bless you with your wives and property. Kindly show me the market. So Abdul Rahman went to the market and gained in bargains some dried yogurt and some butter. After a few days, the Prophet, peace be upon him, saw Abdul Rahman with some yellow stains on his clothes and asked him, What is that, O Abdul Rahman? He replied, I had married an Ansari woman. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked, How much mahr did you give her? He replied, The weight of one date stone of gold. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Offer a walima, wedding banquet, even with one sheep. Chapter on What is disliked of not marrying and of getting castrated? Narrated Sa'd bin Abi Waqqas, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, did not allow Uthman bin Mad'un to keep away from marrying and other pleasures, and if he had allowed him, we would have gotten ourselves castrated. Footnote 1 Sa'd, by saying, we would have ourselves castrated, did not mean the actual castration, but he meant excessive abstention from all kinds of pleasures, for castration is forbidden in Islam. Narrated Sa'd bin Abi Waqqas, The Prophet, peace be upon him, did not allow Uthman bin Mad'un to keep away from marrying, and had he allowed him, we would have got ourselves castrated. Narrated Abdullah, We used to participate in the holy battles led by Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and we had nothing, no wives, with us. So we said, Shall we get ourselves castrated? He forbade us that and then allowed us to marry a woman temporarily by giving her even a garment. And then he recited to us, O you who believe, make not unlawful the tayyibat, all that is good as regards foods, things, deeds, beliefs, persons, etc., which Allah has made lawful to you. Quran chapter 5 verse 87 Footnote 1 Regarding marrying a woman temporarily, this sort of marriage, i.e., nikahul muta, was later forbidden forever. See Hadith number 5115. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. I said, O Allah's Messenger, I am a young man, and I am afraid that I may commit illegal sexual intercourse, and I cannot afford to marry. He kept silent. And then I repeated my question once again, but he kept silent. I said the same for the third time, and he remained silent. Then I repeated my question for the fourth time, and only then the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, O Abu Huraira, the pen has dried after writing what you are going to confront, so it does not matter whether you get yourself castrated or not. Footnote 2 the pen has dried after writing what you are going to confront means your fate has been destined for you. Footnote 3 Regarding the statement, 
so it does not matter whether you get yourself castrated or not, means you cannot change your destined fate by getting castrated, so there is no benefit in doing so. Chapter On To Marry Virgins Ibn Abbas said to Aisha, The Prophet, peace be upon him, did not marry any virgin besides you. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. I said, O Allah's Messenger, suppose you landed in a valley where there is a tree of which something has been eaten, and then you found trees of which nothing has been eaten. Of which tree would you let your camel graze? He said, I will let my camel graze of the one of which nothing has been eaten before. The sub-narrator added, Aisha meant that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, had not married a virgin besides herself. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said to me, Ye have been shown to me twice in my dreams. A man was carrying you in a silken cloth and said to me, This is your wife. I uncovered it, and behold, it was you. I said to myself, if this dream is from Allah, He will cause it to come true. Chapter on The Marrying of Matrons, Divorced or Widowed Ladies Umm Habiba said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to me, Do not offer me your daughters or sisters in marriage. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, While we were returning from Ghazwa, holy battle with the Prophet, peace be upon him, I started driving my camel fast, as it was a lazy camel. A rider came behind me and pricked my camel with a spear he had with him, and then my camel started running as fast as the best camel you may see. Behold, the rider was the Prophet, peace be upon him, himself. He said, What makes you in such a hurry? I replied, I am newly married. He said, Did you marry a virgin or a matron? I replied, A matron. He said, Why didn't you marry a young girl so that you may play with her and she with you? When we were about to enter Al Medina, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Wait so that you may enter Al Medina at the afternoon, so that the lady of unkempt hair may comb her hair, and the one whose husband has been absent may shave her pubic region. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with them. When I got married, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said to me, What type of lady have you married? I replied, I have married a matron. He said, Why don't you have a liking for the virgins and for fondling them? Jabir also said, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, why didn't you marry a young girl so that you may play with her and she with you? Chapter On The Marrying of a Young Lady to an Elderly Man Narrated Urwa The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked Abu Bakr for Aisha's hand in marriage. Abu Bakr said, But I am your brother. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, You are my brother in Allah's religion and his book. But she, Aisha, is lawful for me to marry. Chapter On What type of women should one seek in marriage? And what type of women is better? 
And what type of women is recommended to select so as to beget good offspring without there being any compulsion to do so? Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The best women are the riders of the camels and the righteous among the women of Quraysh. They are very kind to their children in their childhood and very careful in guarding the property of their husbands. Chapter on Having female captives for sexual purposes and marrying and manumitting one's own slave girl. Narrated Abu Burda's father, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Any man who has a slave girl, whom he educates properly, teaches good manners, manumits and marries her, will get a double reward. And if any man of the people of the scriptures, Jews and Christians, believes in his own prophet and then believes in me too, he will also get a double reward. And any slave who fulfills his duty to his master and to his Lord, Allah, will also get a double reward. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Abraham did not tell lies except three lies. One of them was when Abraham passed by a tyrant and his wife Sarah was accompanying him. Abu Hurairah then mentioned the whole narration. See Hadith number 3363, Volume 4, Sahih al-Bukhari, and said, The tyrant gave her hajar. Sarah said, Allah saved me from the hands of the kafir, i.e. infidel, and gave me ajr, hajar, to serve me. Abu Hurairah added, That hajar is your mother, O Banu Ma'is-Sama, i.e. the Arabs. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, stayed for three days between Khaybar and Al-Madinah, and there he consummated his marriage to Safiya bint Huyay. I invited the Muslims to the wedding banquet in which neither meat nor bread was offered. He ordered for leather dining sheets to be spread, and dates, dried yogurt and butter were laid on it. And that was the Prophet's wedding banquet. The Muslims wondered, Is she, Safiya, considered as his wife or his slave girl? Then they said, If he orders her to veal herself, she will be one of the mothers of the believers. But if he does not order her to veal herself, she will be a slave girl. So when the Prophet, peace be upon him, proceeded from there, he made a space for her behind him on his she-camel and put a screening veal between her and the people. See Hadith number 371. Chapter on Whoever regarded the manumission of a slave girl as her mahr. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, manumitted Safiya and regarded her manumission as her mahr. Chapter on The marrying of the poor by virtue of the statement of Allah, If they be poor, Allah will enrich them out of his bounty. Quran, chapter 24, verse 32. Narrated Sahl bin Sa'd al-Sa'idi, A woman came to Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, and said, 
O Allah's Messenger, I have come to give you myself in marriage without mahr. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, looked at her. He looked at her carefully and fixed his glance on her and then lowered his head. When the lady saw that he did not say anything, she sat down. A man from his companions got up and said, O Allah's Messenger, if you are not in need of her, then marry her to me. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Have you got something to offer as mahr? The man said, No, by Allah, O Allah's Messenger. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, Go to your family and see if you have something. The man went and returned, saying, No, by Allah, I have not found anything. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Go again and look for something, even if it is an iron ring. He went again and returned, saying, No, by Allah, O Allah's Messenger, I could not find even an iron ring, but this is my izar, waste sheet. He had no rida. He added, I give half of it to her. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, What will she do with your izar? If you wear it, she will be naked, and if she wears it, you will be naked. So that man sat down for a long while and then got up to depart. When Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saw him going, he ordered that he be called back. When he came, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, How much of the Qur'an do you know? He said, I know such surah and such surah. Do you know them by heart? He replied, Yes. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Go, I marry her to you for that much of the Qur'an which you have. Footnote The Arabic word for izar is a garment to cover the lower part of the body. Footnote 2 The word rida means a garment to cover the upper part of the body. Chapter on Both husband and wife should have the same religion and the statement of Allah and it is he who has created man from water and has appointed for him kindred by blood and kindred by marriage. Qur'an chapter 25 verse 54 Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Abu Hudayfa bin Udba bin Rabi'ah bin Abdi Shams, who had witnessed the battle of Badr along with the Prophet, peace be upon him, adopted Salim as his son, to whom he married his niece, Hind bin Al-Walid bin Udba bin Rabi'ah. And Salim was the freed slave of an Ansari woman, just as the Prophet, peace be upon him, had adopted Zayd as his son. It was the custom in the pre-Islamic period that if somebody adopted a boy, the people would call him the son of the adoptive father, and he would be the latter's heir. But when Allah revealed the divine verses, call them adopted sons by the names of their fathers, up to, and mawalikum, your freed slaves. Quran chapter 33 verse 5. The adopted persons were called by their father's names. The one whose father was not known would be regarded as a mawla and your brother in religion. Later on, Sahla bin Suhail bin Amr al-Qurashi al-Amiri, and she was the wife of Abu Hudayfa bin Udba, 
came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, we used to consider Salim as our adopted son, and now Allah has revealed what you know regarding adopted sons. The sub-narrator then mentioned the rest of the narration. See Hadith number 4000. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, entered upon Duba'a bint Zubair and said to her, Do you have a desire to perform the Hajj? She replied, By Allah, I feel sick. He said to her, Intend to perform Hajj and stipulate something by saying, O oh Allah, I will finish my Ihram at any place where you stop me, i.e. I am unable to go further. She was the wife of Al-Miqdad bin Al-Aswad. Footnote 1 Regarding the statement, O oh Allah, I will finish my Ihram at any place where you stop me, means if the ailment gets aggravated, she would abandon her ihram. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, A woman is married for four things, i.e. her wealth, her family status, her beauty, and her religion. So you should take possession of, marry, the religious woman, otherwise you will be a loser. Narrated Sahl, a man passed by Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, asked his companions, What do you say about this man? They replied, If he asks for a lady's hand, he ought to be given her in marriage, and if he intercedes for someone, his intercession will be accepted, and if he speaks, he will be listened to. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, kept silent, and then another man from among the poor Muslims passed by, and Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, asked them, What do you say about this man? They replied, If he asks for a lady's hand in marriage, no one will accept him, and if he intercedes for someone, his intercession will not be accepted, and if he speaks, he will not be listened to. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, this poor man is better than so many of the first as to fill the earth. See Hadith number 6447, Volume 8. Chapter On Equality in wealth is not essential for the marriage, and the marriage of a poor man with a well-to-do lady. Narrated Urwa that he asked Aisha, May Allah be pleased with her, regarding the verse, if you fear that you shall not be able to deal justly with the orphans. Quran chapter 4 verse 3 She said, O oh my nephew, this verse refers to the orphan girl who is under the guardianship of her guardian, who likes her beauty and wealth, and wishes to marry her, and curtails her muhr. Such guardians have been forbidden to marry them unless they do justice by giving them their full muhr and they have been ordered to marry other than them. The people asked for the verdict of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, after that. So Allah revealed, They ask your legal instruction concerning the women whom you desire to marry. Quran chapter 4 verse 127 So Allah revealed to them that if the orphan girl had beauty and wealth, 
They desire to marry her and for her family status. They can only marry them if they give them their full muhr. And if they have no desire to marry them because of their lack of wealth and beauty, they would leave them and marry other women. So as they used to leave them when they had no interest in them, they were forbidden to marry them when they had such interest, unless they treated them justly and gave them their full mahr. Chapter 1 What evil omen of a lady is to be warded off? And the statement of Allah, Verily, among your wives and your children, there are enemies for you, i.e., may stop you from the obedience of Allah. Quran, chapter 64, verse 14. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with them. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, There is an evil omen in a woman, a house, and a horse. Footnote 1. The evil omen of a woman is her back character, of a house is the bad neighbors, and of a horse is that one does not use it for jihad in Allah's cause. Narrated Ibn Umar, evil omen was mentioned before the Prophet, peace be upon him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If there is evil omen in anything, it is in a house, a woman, and a horse. Narrated Sahl bin Sa'd, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, If at all there is evil omen, it is in a horse, a woman, and a house. Narrated Usama bin Zayd, may Allah be pleased with them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, After me I have not left any fitna, trial and affliction, more harmful to men than women. Chapter 1 about a free lady as the wife of a slave. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Three principles were established because of Barira. 1. When Barira was manumitted, she was given the option to remain with her slave husband or not. 2. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, The wala of the slave is for the one who manumits the slave. 3. When Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, entered the house, he saw a cooking pot on the fire, but he was given bread and meat soup from the soup of the home. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Didn't I see the cooking pot on the fire? It was said, That is the meat given in charity to Barira, and you do not eat the things given in charity. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, It is an object of charity for Barira and it is a present for us. See Hadith number 5430. Chapter 1 Not to marry more than four at a time, as is decreed in the statement of Allah, two or three or four. Quran chapter 4 verse 3 Ali ibn al-Husayn, peace be upon him, said, It means two or three or four, and the statement of Allah, Angels with wings, two or three or four. Quran, chapter 35, verse 1. Namely, two, three or four. Footnote 1. The Arabic word for or in the verses mentioned here are wa, which means and in other contexts. 
This is why the verses are followed by comments to indicate that the word wa occurring here means or, not and. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, regarding the verse, And if ye fear that ye shall not be able to deal justly with the orphans. Quran chapter 4 verse 3 It is about the orphan girl who is in the custody of a man who is her guardian, and he intends to marry her because of her wealth. But he treats her badly and does not manage her property fairly and honestly. Such a man should marry women of his liking other than her, two or three or four. Chapter on the verse, Your foster mothers who gave you suck. Quran chapter 4 verse 23. And foster suckling relations render marriage unlawful, just as the corresponding birth, blood, relations. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that while Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was with her, she heard the voice of a man asking permission to enter the house of Hafsa. Aisha added, I said, O Allah's Messenger, this man is asking permission to enter your house. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I think he is so and so naming the foster-suckling uncle of Hafsa. Aisha said, If so-and-so, naming her foster-suckling uncle, were living, could he enter upon me? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Yes, for foster-suckling relations make all those things unlawful which are unlawful through corresponding birth, blood, relations. Narrated Ibn Abbas, May Allah be pleased with them. It was said to the Prophet, peace be upon him, Won't you marry the daughter of Hamza? He said, She is my foster suckling niece, suckling brother's daughter. Narrated Umm Habiba, daughter of Abu Sufyan, I said, O Allah's Messenger, marry my sister, the daughter of Abu Sufyan. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Do you like that? I replied, Yes. For even now, I am not your only wife, and I like that my sisters should share the good with me. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, But that is not lawful for me. I said, We have heard that you want to marry the daughter of Abu Salama. He said, You mean the daughter of Ummu Salama? I said, Yes. He said, Even if she were not my stepdaughter, she would be unlawful for me to marry as she is my foster-suckling niece. I and Abu Salama were suckled by Thuwayba, so you should not present to me your daughters or your sisters in marriage. Narrated Urwa, Thuwayba was the freed slave girl of Abu Lahab, whom he had manumitted, and then she suckled the Prophet, peace be upon him. When Abu Lahab died, one of his relatives saw him in a dream in a very bad state and asked him, what have you encountered? Abu Lahab said, I have not found any rest since I left you, except that I have been given water to drink in this, the space between his thumb and other fingers, and that is because of my manumitting Thuwayba. Chapter 1 Whoever said, No suckling is to be carried on after the baby is two years old, as the statement of Allah Two whole years, that is for those parents who desire to complete the term of suckling, 
Breastfeeding Quran chapter 2 verse 233 And what amount of suckling renders marriage unlawful? Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, entered upon her while a man was sitting with her. The signs of anger seemed to appear on his face as if he disliked that. She said, Here is my foster suckling brother. He said, Be sure as to who is your foster suckling brother, for foster suckling relationship is established only when milk is the only food of the child. Footnote 1 Suckling which brings out foster relations is that which is done when the baby is under two years of age and the baby should at least have taken a good suck for five times. Chapter on The milk belongs to the husband. If one drinks the milk of a lady, then the husband of that lady is just like his father, i.e., he will be his foster suckling father. Narrated Aisha that Aflah, the brother of Abu Qais, her foster suckling uncle, came, asking permission to enter upon her after the verse of Al-Hijab, the use of veils by women, was revealed. Aisha added, I did not allow him to enter, but when Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, came, I told him what I had done, and he ordered me to give him permission. Chapter On The Witness of a Wet Nurse Narrated Uqba bin al-Harith I married a woman and then a black lady came to us and said, I have suckled you both, you and your wife. So I came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, I married so and so, and then a black lady came to us and said to me, I have suckled both of you, but I think she is a liar. The Prophet, peace be upon him, turned his face away from me, and I moved to face his face and said, She is a liar. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, How can you keep her as your wife when that lady said that she has suckled both of you? So abandon, i.e. divorce her, your wife. Chapter on What women are lawful for one to marry and what are unlawful. And the statement of Allah, forbidden to you for marriage, are your mothers, your daughters, up to, ever all-knowing, all-wise. Quran chapter 4 verses 23 and 24. And Anas said, Also prohibited are the women already married, means those free ladies who have their own husbands, are also unlawful for you to marry, except those whom your right hands possess. So he, Anas, considers that there is no harm if a man gets his slave girl divorced by his slave. And Allah said, Do not marry al-mushrikun, idolaters, etc., till they believe i.e. worship Allah alone. Quran chapter 2 verse 221 And Ibn Abbas said, It is prohibited to marry more than four wives as it is prohibited to marry one's own mother, daughter, or sister. Ibn Abbas further said, Seven types of marriages are unlawful because of blood relations and seven because of marriage relations. Then Ibn Abbas recited the verse, Forbidden to you for marriage are your mothers. Quran chapter 4 verse 23.
Abdullah bin Jafar married the daughter and wife of Ali at the same time. They were stepdaughter and mother. Ibn Sirin said, There is no harm in that. But Al-Hasan al-Basri disapproved of it at first, but then said that there was no harm in it. Al-Hasan ibn al-Hasan ibn Ali married two of his cousins in one night. Ja'far bin Zayd disapproved of that because it would bring about hatred between the two cousins. But it is not unlawful, as Allah said, Lawful to you are all the others beyond those mentioned. Quran chapter 4 verse 24 Ibn Abbas said, If somebody commits illegal sexual intercourse with his wife's sister, his wife does not become unlawful for him. And narrated Abu Jafar, If a person commits homosexuality with a boy, then the mother of that boy is unlawful for him to marry. Narrated Ibn Abbas, If one commits illegal sexual intercourse with his mother-in-law, then his married relation to his wife does not become unlawful. Abu Nusr is reported to have said that Ibn Abbas in the above case regarded his marital relation to his wife unlawful. But Abu Nusr is not known well for hearing hadith from Ibn Abbas. Imran bin Hussein, Jabir bin Zayd, Al-Hasan, and some other Iraqis are reported to have judged that his marital relations to his wife would be unlawful. In the above case, Abu Huraira said, The marital relation to one's wife does not become unlawful except if one has had sexual intercourse with her mother. Ibn al-Musayyab, Urwa, and al-Zuhri allow such a person to keep his wife. Ali said, His marital relations to his wife does not become unlawful. Chapter 1 The Statement of Allah your stepdaughters under your guardianship, born of your wives, to whom you have gone in, consummated your marriage. Quran chapter 4 verse 23 And Ibn Abbas said regarding the verse that the words Dukhul, Masis, and Limas all means the sexual intercourse. And whoever says that the granddaughters born of one's wife are also unlawful to marry like her daughters, as indicates the statement of the Prophet, peace be upon him, to Umm Habiba, do not present to me your sisters. Similarly, the wife of a grandson and the wife of a son are equally unlawful to marry. Will a stepdaughter of a man be called a stepdaughter if she is not under his guardianship? The Prophet, peace be upon him, gave a stepdaughter of his to some people to take care of. The Prophet, peace be upon him, called his grandson, Al-Hasan bin Ali, his son. Narrated Umm Habiba, I said, O Allah's Messenger, do you like to marry my sister, the daughter of Abu Sufyan? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, What shall I do with her? I said, Marry her. He said, Do you like that? I said, Yes, for even now I am not your only wife, so I like that my sister should share you with me. He said, She is not lawful for me to marry. I said, We have heard that you want to marry. He said, The daughter of Umm Salama. I said, Yes. He said, Even if she were not my stepdaughter, she should be unlawful for me to marry. For Thuwayba suckled me and her father, Abu Salama, 
so you should neither present your daughters nor your sisters to me. Footnote. She is not lawful for me to marry because it is prohibited to marry the sister of one's wife if that wife is still alive. Footnote. Regarding the statement, even if she were not my stepdaughter, she should be unlawful for me to marry, for Thuwayba suckled me and her father Abu Salama. This means that the daughter of Umm Salama was the foster suckling niece of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter 1. It is prohibited to have two sisters in wedlock as wives at the same time, except for what has already passed. Quran, chapter 4, verse 23. Narrated Umm Habiba, I said, O Allah's Messenger, marry my sister, the daughter of Abu Sufyan. He said, Do you like that? I said, Yes, for even now I am not your only wife and the most beloved person to share the good with me is my sister. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, But that is not lawful for me, i.e., to be married to two sisters at a time. I said, O Allah's Messenger, by Allah, we have heard that you want to marry Durra, the daughter of Abu Salama. He said, You mean the daughter of Umm Salama? I said, Yes. He said, By Allah, even if she were not my stepdaughter, she would not be lawful for me to marry, for she is my foster niece, for Thuwayba has suckled me and Abu Salama, so you should neither present your daughters nor your sisters to me. Chapter 1 A woman should not marry a man who is already married to her paternal aunt, her father's sister. Narrated Jabir Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, forbade that a woman should be married to a man along with her paternal aunt, her father's sister, or maternal aunt, her mother's sister. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, A woman and her paternal aunt, her father's sister, should not be married to the same man. And similarly, a woman and her maternal aunt, her mother's sister, should not be married to the same man. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade that a woman should be married to a man along with her paternal aunt or with her maternal aunt at the same time. Az-Zuhri, the sub-narrator, said, There is a similar order for the paternal aunt of the father of one's wife. For Urwa told me that Aisha said, What is unlawful because of blood relations is also unlawful because of the corresponding foster-suckling relations. Chapter 1. Ashigar, A type of marriage in which persons exchange their daughters or sisters in marriage without paying mahr. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with them. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, forbade ash-shigar, which means that somebody marries his daughter to somebody else, and the latter marries his daughter to the former without paying muhr. Chapter 1 Is it permissible for a woman to present herself for marriage to somebody? Narrated Hisham's father, Khawla bint Hakim was one of those ladies who presented themselves to the Prophet, peace be upon him, for marriage. Aisha said, 
Doesn't a lady feel ashamed for presenting herself to a man? But when the verse, O Muhammad, you can postpone the turn of whom you will of them, your wives, Quran chapter 33 verse 51, was revealed. Aisha said, O Allah's Messenger, I do not see, but that your Lord hurries in pleasing you. Chapter 1. The Marriage of a Muhrim Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, got married while he was in the state of Ihram. Chapter 1. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, prohibited Nikahul Muta'ah lately. Footnote. Nikahul Muta'ah means temporary marriage for a limited period of time. This type of marriage was allowed in the early days of Islam in cases of necessity, but the Prophet, peace be upon him, finally prohibited it forever. See Hadith number 5115 and 4216. Narrated Ali, may Allah be pleased with him. I said to Ibn Abbas, during the battle of Khaybar, the Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade Nikahul Muta and the eating of donkey's meat. Narrated Abu Jamra, I heard Ibn Abbas giving a verdict when he was asked about the muta with the women, and he permitted it, nikahul muta. On that, a freed slave of his said to him, that is only when it is very badly needed and women are scarce. On that, Ibn Abbas said, yes. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah and Salama bin al-Aqwa, while we were in an army, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, came to us and said, You have been allowed to do the muta, marriage, so do it. Salama bin al-Aqwa said, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, If a man and a woman agree to marry temporarily, their marriage should last for three nights, and if they like to continue, they can do so, and if they want to separate, they can do so. I do not know whether that was only for us or for all the people in general. Abu Abdullah al-Bukhari said, Ali made it clear that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The muta marriage has been cancelled, made unlawful. Chapter 1 A woman can present herself to a righteous man for marriage. Narrated Thabit al-Bunani I was with Anas while his daughter was present with him. Anas said, A woman came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and presented herself to him, saying, O Allah's Messenger, have you any need for me, i.e., would you like to marry me? Thereupon Anas's daughter said, What a shameless lady she was! Shame! Shame! Anas said, She was better than you. She had a liking for the Prophet, peace be upon him, so she presented herself for marriage to him. Narrated Sahl bin Sa'd, a woman presented herself to the Prophet, peace be upon him, for marriage. A man said to him, O Allah's Messenger, if you are not in need of her, marry her to me. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, What have you got? The man said, I have nothing. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, Go and search for something, even if it were an iron ring. The man went and returned, saying, No, I have not found anything, 
not even an iron ring, but this is my izor, waist sheet, and half of it is for her. He had no rida, upper garment. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, What will she do with your waist sheet? If you wear it, she will have nothing over her, and if she wears it, you will have nothing over you. So the man sat down, and when he had sat a long time, he got up to leave. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, saw him leaving, he called him back, or the man was called for him. And he said to the man, How much of the Qur'an do you know by heart? The man replied, I know such surah and such surah by heart, naming the surah. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I have married her to you for what you know of the Qur'an by heart. Chapter 1 The Presentation of One's Daughter or Sister for Marriage to a Religious Man Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with them. Umar ibn al-Khattab said, When Hafsa bint Umar became a widow after the death of her husband, Khunais bin Hudayfa al-Sahmi, who had been one of the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he died at Al-Madina. I went to Uthman ibn Affan and presented Hafsa for marriage to him. He said, I will think it over. I waited for a few days, then he met me and said, It seems that it is not possible for me to marry at present. Umar further said, I met Abu Bakr Siddiq and said to him, if you wish, I will marry my daughter Hafsa to you. Abu Bakr kept quiet and did not say anything to me in reply. I became more angry with him than with Uthman. I waited for a few days, then Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, asked for her hand, and I gave her in marriage to him. Afterwards, I met Abu Bakr, who said, Perhaps you became angry with me when you presented Hafsa to me and I did not give you a reply? I said, Yes. Abu Bakr said, Nothing stopped me to respond to your offer except that I knew that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, had mentioned her, and I never wanted to let out the secret of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. And if Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, had refused her, I would have accepted her. Narrated Zainab bint Salama, Umm Habiba said to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, We have heard that you want to marry Durra bint Abu Salama. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Can she be married along with Umm Salama, her mother? Even if I have not married Umm Salama, she would not be lawful for me to marry, for her father is my foster suckling brother. Chapter 1 the statement of Allah, and there is no sin on you if you make a hint of betrothal or conceal it in yourself. Allah knows, up to, oft forgiving, most forbearing. Quran, chapter 2, verse 235. Ibn Abbas said, hint your intention of marrying, is made by saying to the widow, for example, I want to marry. And I wish that Allah will make a righteous lady available for me. Al-Qasim said, One may say to the widow, I hold all respect for you, and I am interested in you. Allah will bring you so much good, or something similar. Ata said, One should hint his intention, and should not declare it openly.
One may say, I have some need, I have good tidings. Praise is to Allah, you are fit to remarry. She, the widow, may say in reply, I am listening to what you say, but she should not make a promise. Her guardian should not make a promise to somebody to get her married to him without her knowledge. But if, while still in the Idda period, she makes a promise to marry somebody and he ultimately marries her, they are not to be separated by divorce, i.e., the marriage is valid. Chapter On It is permissible to look at a woman before marrying her. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said to me, You were shown to me in a dream. An angel brought you to me, wrapped in a piece of silken cloth, and said to me, This is your wife. I removed the piece of cloth from your face, and there you were. I said to myself, If it is from Allah, then it will surely be accomplished. Narrated Sahl bin Sa'd a woman came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, I have come to you to present myself to you for marriage. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, glanced at her. He looked at her carefully and fixed his glance on her, and then lowered his head. When the lady saw that he did not say anything, she sat down. A man from his companions got up and said, O Allah's Messenger, if you are not in need of her, then marry her to me. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Have you got anything to offer? The man said, No, by Allah, O Allah's Messenger. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, Go to your family and try to find something. So the man went and returned, saying, No, by Allah, O Allah's Messenger, I have not found anything. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Go again and look for something, even if it were an iron ring. He went and returned, saying, No, by Allah, O Allah's Messenger, I could not find even an iron ring, but this is my izar, waste sheet. He had no ridah, upper garment. He added, I give half of it to her. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, What will she do with your izar? If you wear it, she will have nothing over herself thereof, will be naked. And if she wears it, then you will have nothing over yourself thereof. So the man sat for a long period and then got up to leave. When Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saw him leaving, he ordered that he be called back. When he came, the Prophet, peace be upon him, asked him, How much of the Qur'an do you know by heart? The man replied, I know such surah and such surah and such surah, naming the surah. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Can you recite them by heart? He said, Yes. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Go, I let you marry her for what you know of the Qur'an. Chapter 1 Whoever said, A marriage is not valid except through the wali i.e. her father or her brother or her relative, etc. By virtue of the statement of Allah, and when you have divorced women, and they have fulfilled the term of their prescribed period, then do not prevent them. Quran chapter 2 verse 232
And this order includes the matron as well as the virgin. Allah also said, Do not marry al-mushrikat, idolatresses, etc., till they believe, i.e., worship Allah alone. Quran chapter 2 verse 221 And Allah also said, Marry those among you who are single. Quran chapter 24 verse 32 Narrated Urwa bin Zubair, Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, told him that there were four types of marriage during the pre-Islamic period of ignorance. One type was similar to that of the present day, i.e., a man used to ask somebody else for the hand of a girl under his guardianship or for his daughter's hand, and give her mahr and then marry her. The second type was that a man would say to his wife after she had become clean from her period, send for so-and-so and have sexual relations with him. Her husband would then keep away from her and would never sleep with her till she got pregnant from the other man with whom she was sleeping. When her pregnancy became evident, her husband would sleep with her if he wished. Her husband did so, i.e., let his wife sleep with some other man, so that he might have a child of noble breed. Such marriage was called al-istibda. Another type of marriage was that a group of less than ten men would assemble and enter upon a woman, and all of them would have sexual relation with her. If she became pregnant and delivered a child, and some days had passed after her delivery, she would send for all of them and none of them would refuse to come. And when they all gathered before her, she would say to him, You all know what you have done, and now I have given birth to a child. So it is your child, O oh, so-and-so, naming whoever she liked, and her child would follow him and he could not refuse to take him. The fourth type of marriage was that many people would enter upon a lady and she would never refuse anyone who came to her. Those were the prostitutes who used to fix flags at their doors as signs, and he who wished could have sexual intercourse with them. If any one of them got pregnant and delivered a child, then all those men would be gathered for her, and they would call the Qafa, persons skilled in recognizing the likeness of a child to his father, to them, and then would let the child follow the man whom they recognized as his father and she would let him adhere to him and be called his son. The man could not refuse all that. But when Muhammad, peace be upon him, was sent with the truth, he abolished all the types of marriages observed in the pre-Islamic period of ignorance, except the type of marriage the people recognize today. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, as regards the verse, and about what is recited unto you in the book, Concerning the orphan girls whom you give not the prescribed portions as regards mahr and inheritance, and yet whom you desire to marry. Quran chapter 4 verse 127 This verse is about the female orphan who is under the guardianship of a man with whom she shares her property, and he has more right over her than anybody else, but does not like to marry her. So he prevents her from marrying somebody else, lest he should share the property with him. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, 
When Hafsa, Umar's daughter, became a widow because of the death of her husband, Ibn Hudhafa al-Sahmi, who was one of the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and one of the Badr warriors, and died at Al-Madina, Umar said, I met Uthman ibn Affan and gave him an offer, saying, If you wish, I will marry Hafsa to you. He said, I will think it over. I waited for a few days. Then he met me and said, I have made up my mind not to marry at present. Umar added, Then I met Abu Bakr and said to him, If you wish, I will marry Hafsa to you. See Hadith number 5122. Narrated Al-Hasan concerning the verse, Do not prevent them from marrying their former husbands. Quran chapter 2 verse 232. Maqil bin Yasar told me that it was revealed in his connection. He said, I married my sister to a man and he divorced her. And when her days of Iddah, three menstrual periods, were over, the man came again and asked for her hand. But I said to him, I married her to you and made her your bed, your wife, and favored you with her, but you divorced her. Now we come to ask for her hand again? No, by Allah, she will never go back to you again. That man was not a bad man, and his wife wanted to go back to him. So Allah revealed this verse, Do not prevent them from marrying their former husbands. Quran chapter 2 verse 232 So I said, Now I will do it, let her go back to him, O Allah's Messenger. So he married her to him again. Chapter on If the guardian himself is the suitor of the lady in his charge, can he marry her to himself or should another guardian marry her to him? Al-Mughira bin Shu'ba asked for the hand of a lady in marriage and he was the nearest guardian to her, so he asked another man to marry her to him. And Abdul Rahman bin Auf asked Umm Hakim, Qaridu's daughter, Do you entrust the question of your marriage to me? She said, Yes. He said to her, I have married you. Ata, being asked about a lady whom the only near relative she had wanted to marry, said, Let him make some people witness his saying, I have married you, or ask a man from her kinsfolk to marry her to him. And Sahl said, A woman said to the Prophet, Peace be upon him, I present myself for marriage to you. Then a man said, O Allah's Messenger, if you are not in need of her, then please marry her to me. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, regarding his statement, They ask your legal instruction concerning women. Say, Allah instructs you about them. Quran chapter 4 verse 127 It is about the female orphan who is under the guardianship of a man with whom she shares her property, and he does not want to marry her, and dislikes that someone else should marry her, lest he should share the property with him, so he prevents her from marrying. So Allah forbade such guardian to do so, i.e., to prevent her from marrying. Narrated Sahl bin Sa'd, While we were sitting in the company of the Prophet, peace be upon him, 
a woman came to him and presented herself for marriage to him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, looked at her, lowering his eyes and raising them, but did not give a reply. One of his companions said, Marry her to me, O Allah's Messenger. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked him, Have you got anything? He said, I have got nothing. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Not even an iron ring? He said, Not even an iron ring. But I will tear my garment into halves and give her one half and keep the other half. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, No. Do you know some of the Qur'an by heart? He said, Yes. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Go, I have agreed to marry her to you with what you know of the Qur'an by heart. Chapter On Giving One's Young Children in Marriage is Permissible By virtue of the statement of Allah, and for those who have no monthly courses, i.e., they are still immature, Quran chapter 65 verse 4 And the idda for the girl before puberty is three months in the above verse. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, wrote the marriage contract with her when she was six years old, and he consummated his marriage when she was nine years old, and then she remained with him for nine years, i.e. till his death. Chapter On The Marrying of a Daughter by Her Father to a Ruler And Omar said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked for the hand of my daughter Hafsa, and I married her to him. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, wrote the marriage contract with her when she was six years old, and he consummated his marriage when she was nine years old. Hisham said, I have been informed that Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, remained with the Prophet, peace be upon him, for nine years, i.e., till his death. Chapter 1 The ruler is regarded as a guardian of the lady who has no relative to be her guardian. As is inferred from the statement of the Prophet, peace be upon him, we have married her, that lady, to you, for what you know of the Qur'an by heart. Narrated Sahl bin Sa'd, A woman came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and said, I present myself to you for marriage. She stayed for a long while. Then a man said, If you are not in need of her, then marry her to me. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Have you got anything in order to pay her mahr? He said, I have nothing with me except my izar, waste sheet. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If you give her your izar, you will have no izar to wear, so go and search for something. He said, I could not find anything. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Try to find something, even if it were an iron ring. But he was not able to find even that. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, Have you in your memory something of the Qur'an? He said, Yes, such surah and such surah, naming those surahs. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, We have married her to you for what you know of the Qur'an by heart. Chapter 1 The father or the guardian cannot give a virgin or a matron in marriage without her consent. 
narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, A matron should not be given in marriage except after consulting her, and a virgin should not be given in marriage except after her permission. The people asked, O Allah's Messenger, how can we know her permission? He said, Her silence indicates her permission. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. I said, O Allah's Messenger, a virgin feels shy. He said, Her consent is expressed by her silence. Chapter 1 If a man gives his daughter in marriage while she is averse to it in disagreement, then such marriage is invalid. Narrated Khansa' bin Tikhidam al-Ansariya that her father gave her a marriage when she was a matron and she disliked that marriage. So she went to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and he declared that marriage invalid. Narrated Abdurrahman bin Yazid and Mujamma bin Yazid. The same hadith number 5138 above. A man called Khidam married a daughter of his to somebody against her consent. Chapter 1. The Giving of an Orphan Girl in Marriage According to the statement of Allah, if you fear that you shall not be able to deal justly with the orphan girls, then marry other. Quran chapter 4 verse 3 And if somebody says to the guardian of a woman, Marry me to so and so, and the guardian remained silent or said to him, What have you got? And the other said, I have so much and so much muhr, or kept quiet. And then the guardian said, I have married her to you. Then the marriage is valid, legal. This narration was told by Sahl on the authority of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Urwa bin Az-Zubayr that he asked Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, saying to her, O mother, in what connection was this verse revealed? If you fear that you shall not be able to deal justly with the orphan girls, to the end of the verse, that your right hands possess. Quran chapter 4 verse 3 Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, said, O my nephew, it was about the female orphan under the protection of her guardian, who was interested in her beauty and wealth, and wanted to marry her with a little or reduced mahr. So such guardians were forbidden to marry female orphans unless they deal with them justly and give their full mahr, and they were ordered to marry women other than them. Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, added, Later the people asked Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, for instructions, and then Allah revealed, They ask your legal instruction concerning the women, and yet whom you desire to marry. Quran chapter 4 verse 127 So Allah revealed to them in this verse that if a female orphan had wealth and beauty, they desired to marry her and were interested in her noble descent and the reduction of her mahr. But if she was not desired by them, because of her lack in fortune and beauty, they left her and married some other woman. 
So as they used to leave her when they had no interest in her, they had no right to marry her if they had the desire to do so, unless they deal justly with her and gave her a full amount of mahr. Chapter On If the suitor says to the guardian of a woman, Marry me to so and so, and the guardian says, I have married her to you for such and such amount of mahr, then the marriage is valid even if he does not ask the husband, Have you agreed or have you accepted her? Narrated Sahl, a woman came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and presented herself to him for marriage. He said, I am not in need of women these days. Then a man said, O Allah's Messenger, marry her to me. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked him, What have you got? He said, I have nothing. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Give her something, even an iron ring. He said, I have got nothing. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked him, How much of the Qur'an do you know by heart? He said, So much and so much. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I have married her to you for what you know of the Qur'an by heart. Chapter On None should ask for the hand of a lady who is already engaged to his brother, Muslim, but one should wait till the first suitor marries her or leaves her. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, decreed that one should not try to cancel a bargain already agreed upon between some persons by offering a bigger price. And a man should not ask for the hand of a lady who is already engaged to his Muslim brother, unless the first suitor gives her up or allows him to ask for her hand. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Beware of suspicion, as suspicion is the worst of false talk. And do not do spying on one another, and do not look for others' faults and listen to the evil talk of people about others' affairs. And do not hate one another, but be brothers. See Hadith number 6064 and 6066. And none should ask for the hand of a lady who is already engaged to his Muslim brother, but one should wait till the first suitor marries her or leaves her. See Hadith number 2140, Volume 3. Chapter On What is said regarding the meaning of the cancelling of the engagement? Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with them. When Hafsa became a widow, Umar said, I met Abu Bakr and said to him, If you wish, I will marry Hafsa bint Umar to you. I waited for a few days, then Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, asked for her hand. Later Abu Bakr met me and said, Nothing stopped me from returning to you concerning your offer, except that I knew that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, had mentioned his wish to marry her. And I could never let out the secret of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. If he had left her, I would have accepted her. Chapter On Al-Khutbah for Nikah A speech delivered at the time of concluding the marriage contract. Narrated Ibn Umar, Two men came from the east and delivered speeches, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, 
Some eloquent speech has the influence of magic. For example, some people refuse to do something, and then a good eloquent speaker addresses them, and then they agree to do that very thing after his speech. Chapter on Beating the tambourine during the nikah, marriage ceremony, and the walima, wedding banquet. Narrated Arabia, the daughter of Mu'awwid bin Afra. After the consummation of my marriage, the Prophet, peace be upon him, came and sat on my bed as far from me as you are sitting now. And our little girls started beating the tambourines and reciting elegiac verses mourning my father, who had been killed in the battle of Badr. One of them said, Among us is a Prophet who knows what will happen tomorrow. On that, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Leave this saying, and keep on saying the verses which you had been saying before. Footnote. The narrator's father and two uncles had been killed in the battle of Badr. By saying my fathers, she meant that her two uncles were as dear to her as her father was. Footnote. Regarding the statement, Among us is a prophet who knows what will happen tomorrow. The Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade the girl to say so, because none knows the future except Allah. Chapter 1 The Statement of Allah And give to the woman whom you marry their mahr, obligatory bridal money given by the husband to his wife at the time of marriage, with a good heart. Quran, Chapter 4, Verse 4 and what are the maximum and minimum amounts of money to be paid as mahr? And the statement of Allah, If you have given one of them a cantar of gold, i.e. a great amount, as mahr, bridal money given by the husband to his wife at the time of marriage, take not the least bit of it back. Quran chapter 4 verse 20 And also the statement of Allah, nor appointed to them their mahr. Quran chapter 2 verse 236 And Sahl said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to a man, You should bring even an iron ring as mahr. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. Abdul Rahman bin Auf married a woman and gave her gold equal to the weight of a date stone as mahr. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, noticed the signs of cheerfulness of the marriage on his face and asked him about it, he said, I have married a woman and gave her gold equal to a date stone in weight as mahr. Chapter 1 To marry a lady to a man for what he knows of the Qur'an by heart and without paying any mahr. Narrated Sahl bin Sa'd al-Sa'idi while I was sitting among the people in the company of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, a woman stood up and said, O Allah's Messenger, she has given herself in marriage to you. Please give your opinion about her. The Prophet, peace be upon him, did not give her any reply. She again stood up and said, O Allah's Messenger, she has given herself in marriage to you. Please give your opinion about her. The Prophet, peace be upon him, did not give her any reply. She again stood up for the third time and said, O Allah's Messenger, she has given herself in marriage to you, so give your opinion about her. So a man stood up and said, 
O Allah's Messenger, marry her to me. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked him, Have you got anything? He said, No. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Go and search for something, even if it were an iron ring. The man went and searched, and then returned saying, I could not find anything, not even an iron ring. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Do you know some of the Qur'an by heart? He replied, I know by heart such surah and such surah. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Go, I have married her to you for what you know of the Qur'an by heart. Footnote Regarding the statement, O Allah's Messenger, she has given herself in marriage to you. Please give your opinion about her. Here the speaker uses the third person instead of the first person which she intends. Chapter On To give mahr in the form of material things other than money and in the form of a ring made of iron. Narrated Sahl bin Sa'd The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to a man, Marry, even with a mahr equal to an iron ring. Chapter On The Conditions Stipulated in the Marriage Contract And Umar said, The rights are decided by the conditions stipulated during the wedding. And Al-Miswar bin Makhrama said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, mentioned his son-in-law. He said, He told me the truth whenever he talked to me, and whenever he promised me, he kept his promise. Narrated Uqba, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, the conditions most entitled to be abided by are those of wedding contract with which you are given the right to enjoy the woman's private parts, i.e. the stipulations of the marriage contract. Chapter on The conditions that are not lawful in the marriage contract And Ibn Mas'ud said, A woman should not stipulate at the time of the wedding the divorce of her Muslim sister the other wife of her would-be husband. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, It is not lawful for a woman at the time of wedding to ask for the divorce of her sister, i.e. the other wife of her would-be husband, in order to have everything for herself, for she will take only what has been foreordained by Allah for her. Chapter 1 the Sufra, yellow-colored perfume, for a bridegroom. This has been said by Abdul Rahman bin Auf on the authority of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Abdul Rahman bin Auf came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and he had marks of Sufra, yellow perfume. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, asked him about those marks. Abdul Rahman bin Auf told him that he had married a woman from the Ansar. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked, How much mahr did you pay her? He said, I paid gold equal to the weight of a date stone. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said to him, Give a wedding banquet, even with one sheep. Chapter on the Incident of the Wedding Banquet of the Prophet's Marriage to Zainab Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, offered a wedding banquet on the occasion of his marriage to Zainab and provided a good meal for the Muslims. 
Then he went out as was his custom on marrying. He came to the dwelling places of the mothers of the believers, i.e. his wives, invoking good on them, and they were invoking good on him. Then he departed and came back, and saw two men still sitting there, so he left again. I do not remember whether I informed him or he was informed by somebody else of their departure. Chapter 1 How to Invoke Good Upon a Person Who Has Married Recently Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, saw the traces of Sufra, yellow perfume, on Abdurrahman bin Auf, and said, What is this? Abdurrahman said, I have married a woman, and have paid gold equal to the weight of a date stone as her mahr. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, May Allah bless you. Offer a wedding banquet even with one sheep. Chapter 1 The Invocation of Those Women Who Prepare the Bride for Her and for the Bridegroom Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, married me, my mother came to me and made me enter the house where I saw some women from the Ansar who said, Best wishes and Allah's blessings. May you prosper and have blessings and a good luck. See Hadith number 3894. Chapter 1 Whoever preferred to consummate his marriage before going on a military campaign. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, A Prophet among the Prophets went for a military expedition and said to his people, A man who is married to a lady and wants to consummate his marriage with her, and he has not done so yet, should not accompany me. See Hadith number 3124, Volume 4. Chapter 1 Whoever consummated his marriage with a lady of nine years of age. Narrated Urwa, the Prophet, peace be upon him, wrote the marriage contract with Aisha while she was six years old, and consummated his marriage with her while she was nine years old, and she remained with him for nine years, i.e., till his death. Chapter 1 The Consummation of Marriage During a Journey Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, stayed for three days at a place between Khaybar and Al-Madinah, and there he consummated his marriage with Safiya bint Huyay. I invited the Muslims to a banquet which included neither meat nor bread. The Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered for the leather dining sheets to be spread, and then dates, dried yogurt, and butter were provided over it, and that was the walima, a wedding banquet, of the Prophet, peace be upon him. The Muslims asked whether Sophia would be considered as his wife or as a slave girl of what his right hands possessed. Then they said, If the Prophet, peace be upon him, screens her from the people, then she is the Prophet's wife. But if he does not screen her, then she is a slave girl. So when the Prophet, peace be upon him, proceeded, he made a place for her on the camel behind him and screened her from people. Chapter 1 The Consummation of Marriage During the Daytime Without a Marriage Procession or Lighting of Fires Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. 
When the Prophet, peace be upon him, married me, my mother came to me and made me enter the house of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And nothing surprised me but the coming of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, to me in the forenoon. Chapter 1 The Ummat, Curtains, Beddings, etc. and similar things designed for the women. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with them. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Did you have Ummat? I said, O Allah's Messenger, from where can we have Ummat? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Soon you will have them, Ummat. Chapter 1 The women who present the lady to her husband and their invocations for Allah's blessings upon them. Narrated Aisha that she prepared a lady for a man from the Ansar as his bride, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, O Aisha, haven't you got any amusement during the marriage ceremony, as the Ansar like amusement? Chapter 1 the giving of a present to the bridegroom. Narrated Anas bin Malik, whenever the Prophet, peace be upon him, passed by my mother, Umm Sulaim, he used to enter her dwelling place and greet her. Anas further said, Once the Prophet, peace be upon him, was a bridegroom during his marriage with Zainab, Umm Sulaim said to me, Let us give a gift to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. I said to her, Do it. So she prepared haisa, a sweet dish made from dates, butter, and dried yogurt, and she sent it with me to him. I took it to him, and he said, Put it down, and ordered me to call some man who he named, and to invite whomever I would meet. I did what he ordered me to do, and when I returned, I found the house crowded with people, and saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, keeping his hand over the haisa and saying over it whatever Allah wished him to say. Then he called the men in batches of ten to eat of it, and he said to them, Mention the name of Allah, and each man should eat of the dish the nearest to him. When all of them had finished their meals, some of them left and a few remained there talking, which made me feel unhappy. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, went out towards the dwelling places of his wives, and I too went out after him, and told him that those people had left. Then he returned and entered his dwelling place, and let the curtains fall while I was in his dwelling place, and he was reciting the verses, O you who believe, enter not the Prophet's house unless permission is given to you for a meal and then not so early as to wait for its preparation. But when you are invited, enter, and when you have taken your meals, disperse without sitting for a talk. Verily, such behavior annoys the Prophet, and he is shy of asking you to go, but Allah is not shy of telling you the truth. Quran chapter 33 verse 53 Abu Uthman said, Anas said, I served the Prophet, peace be upon him, for ten years. Chapter 1 To Borrow the Clothes, etc. for the Bride Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, that she borrowed a necklace from Asma' and then it got lost. 
So Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, sent some people from his companions in search of it. In the meantime, the stated time for the Salat prayer became due, and they offered their Salat prayer without ablution. When they came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, they complained about it to him. So the verse regarding tayammum was revealed. Usaid bin Hudayr said, O Aisha, may Allah bless you with a good reward, for by Allah, never did a difficulty happen in connection with you, but Allah prepared a way out from it for you, and brought Allah's blessings for the Muslims. Chapter On What a man should say on having a sexual intercourse with his wife. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If any one of you, when having sexual intercourse with his wife, says, Bismillah, Allahumma jannibni shaytana wa jannibi shaytana ma razaqtana. And if it is destined that they should have a child, then Satan will never be able to harm him. Footnote this invocation in this hadith means, In the name of Allah, O Allah, protect me from Satan and protect from Satan what you bestow upon us, i.e. an offspring. Chapter on The Walima, wedding banquet, is obligatory. And Abdurrahman bin Auf said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to me, Give a wedding banquet, even with one sheep. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. I was ten years old when Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, arrived at al Madina. My mother and aunts used to urge me to serve the Prophet, peace be upon him, regularly, and I served him for ten years. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, died, I was twenty years old, and I knew about the order of Al-Hijab, veiling of ladies, more than any other person when it was revealed. It was revealed for the first time when Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, has consummated his marriage with Zainab bint Jahsh. When the day dawned, the Prophet, peace be upon him, was a bridegroom and he invited the people to a banquet. So they came, ate, and then all left except a few who remained with the Prophet, peace be upon him, for a long time. The Prophet, peace be upon him, got up and went out. And I too went out with him so that those people might leave too. The Prophet, peace be upon him, proceeded, and so did I, till he came to the threshold of Aisha's dwelling place. Then thinking that these people have left by then, he returned, and so did I along with him, till he entered upon Zainab, and behold, they were still sitting and had not gone. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, again went away, and I went away along with him. When he reached the threshold of Aisha's dwelling place, he thought that they had left. And so he returned, and I too returned along with him, and found those people had left. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, drew a curtain between me and him, and the verses of Al-Hijab were revealed. Chapter 1 Al-Walima, the wedding banquet, is recommended to be given even if one sheep is presented therein. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, 
When Abdul Rahman ibn Auf married an Ansari woman, the Prophet, peace be upon him, asked him, How much mahr did you give her? Abdul Rahman said, Gold equal to the weight of a date stone. Anas added, When they, i.e. the Prophet, peace be upon him, and his companions, arrived at Al-Madina, the immigrants stayed at the Ansar's house. Abdul Rahman bin Auf stayed at Sa'd bin al-Rabi'a's house. Sa'd said to Abdul Rahman, I will divide and share my property with you and will give one of my two wives to you. Abdul Rahman said, May Allah bless you, your wives, and your property. I am not in need of that, but kindly show me the way to the market. So Abdul Rahman went to the market and traded there, gaining a profit of some dried yogurt and butter, and married an Ansari woman. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, Give a walima, wedding banquet, even with one sheep. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, did not give a better walima, wedding banquet, on the occasion of marrying any of his wives than the one he gave on marrying Zainab. And he gave that walima, wedding banquet, with one sheep. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, manumitted Safiya and then married her. And her mahr was her manumission. And he gave a walima, wedding banquet, with hais, a sort of sweet dish made from butter, cheese, and dates. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, consummated his marriage with a woman, Zainab. So he sent me to invite the men to the meals. See Hadith number 4791. Chapter On Whoever gave a bigger walima, wedding banquet, on marrying some of his wives than on marrying the other wives of his. Narrated Thabit The marriage of Zainab bin Tijahsh was mentioned in the presence of Anas, and he said, I did not see the Prophet, peace be upon him, giving a better walima, wedding banquet, on marrying any of his wives than the one he gave on marrying Zainab. He gave that walima, wedding banquet, with one sheep. Chapter On Whoever gave a walima, wedding banquet, of less than one sheep. Narrated Sophia bin Tishayba, the Prophet, peace be upon him, gave a walima, wedding banquet, with two mud of barley on marrying some of his wives. One mud equals three quarters of a kilogram. Chapter On It is obligatory to accept the invitation to a walima, wedding banquet, and other invitations. And whoever gave a walima, wedding banquet, for seven days or somewhat like. The Prophet, peace be upon him, did not decree that the walima should be given for one or two days. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with them. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, If any one of you is invited to a walima, wedding banquet, he must go for it. Narrated Abu Musa, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Set the captives free, accept the invitation to a wedding banquet, and visit the patients. Narrated Al-Bara bin Azib, may Allah be pleased with them. 
The Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered us to do seven things and forbade us from seven. He ordered us to visit the patients, to follow the funeral procession, to reply to the sneezer, i.e., say to him, Allah, may Allah bestow his mercy upon you, if he says, Alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah, to help others to fulfill their oaths, to help the oppressed, propagate a salam, greeting, i.e., to greet one another, and to accept the invitation to a wedding banquet. He forbade us to wear golden rings, to use silver utensils, to use mayathir, cushions of silk stuffed with cotton and placed under the rider on the saddle, the qasiyya, linen clothes containing silk brought from an Egyptian town, the istabraq, thick silk, and the dibaj, another kind of silk. See Hadith number 5635 and 5863. Footnote Gold rings and silk clothes are forbidden for men but not for women, while the silver utensils are forbidden for all. Narrated Sahl bin Sa'd, Abu Usaid al-Sa'idi, invited Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, to his wedding party, and his wife, who was the bride, served them on that day. Do you know what drink she gave Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him? She had soaked some dates for him in water overnight, and when he had finished his meal, she gave him that drink of soaked dates. Chapter On If somebody refuses an invitation to a walima wedding banquet, he indeed disobeys Allah and his messenger, peace be upon him. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The worst food is that of a walima wedding banquet to which only the rich are invited while the poor are not invited. And he who refuses an invitation to a banquet disobeys Allah and his messenger. Chapter On Whoever accepted the invitation to a meal of trotters. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If I am invited to a meal of trotters, I will accept it. And if I am given a trotter as a present, I will accept it. Chapter On To accept the invitation to a wedding party or any other party. Narrated Nafa. Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with them, said, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Accept the marriage invitation if you are invited to it. Ibn Umar used to accept the invitation whether to a wedding banquet or to any other party, even when he was fasting. Chapter On The Attendance of Women and Children at a Wedding Party Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Once the Prophet, peace be upon him, saw some women and children coming from a wedding party. He got up energetically and happily and said, By Allah, you, i.e. the Ansar, are the most beloved of all people to me. Chapter On Should a person return if he sees something disapproved of from the standpoint of religion in a party? Ibn Mas'ud saw a picture in a house and went away. Ibn Umar invited Abu Ayyub, and the latter saw a curtain on the wall. 
So Ibn Umar said, We have been overpowered by the women in this matter. Abu Ayyub said, I was afraid that some people might do such a deed, but I never thought that you would do so. By Allah, I will not eat anything of your food. And so Abu Ayyub returned. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him. I bought a cushion having gone it pictures of animals. When Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, saw it, he stood at the door and did not enter. I noticed the sign of disapproval on his face and said, O Allah's messenger, I repent to Allah and his messenger. What sin have I committed? Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, What is this cushion? I said, I have bought it for you so that you may sit on it and recline on it. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, The makers of these pictures will be punished on the day of resurrection, and it will be said to them, Give life to what you have created, i.e. these pictures. The Prophet, peace be upon him, added, the angels of mercy do not enter a house in which there are pictures. See Fath al-Bari for details about pictures. Chapter on The attendance and serving of the lady, bride, herself for the men at her marriage party. Narrated Sahl When Abu Usaid al-Sa'idi got married, he invited the Prophet, peace be upon him, and his companions. None prepared the food for them and brought it to them but his wife. She soaked some dates in water in a stone pot overnight. And when the Prophet, peace be upon him, had finished his food, she provided him with that drink of soaked dates. Chapter 1 An-Naqiya Juice obtained from dried dates soaked in water and other drinks that are not intoxicant served at a wedding party. Narrated Sahl bin Sa'ad, Abu Usaid al-Sa'idi invited the Prophet, peace be upon him, to his wedding party, and his wife served him on that day, and she was the bride. She said, or Sahl said, Do you know what she soaked for Allah's Messenger? She soaked some dates for him in water in a drinking bowl overnight. Chapter 1 To be polite and kind to the women and the saying of the Prophet, peace be upon him, the woman is like a rib. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, The woman is like a rib. If you try to straighten her, you will break her. So if you want to get benefit from her, do so while she still has some crookedness. Chapter 1 the Exhortation of Taking Care of the Women Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever believes in Allah and the last day should not harm his neighbor. The Prophet, peace be upon him, added, And I command you to take care of the women in a good manner, for they are created from a rib, and the most crooked portion of the rib is its upper part. If you try to straighten it, you will break it. And if you leave it, it will remain crooked. So I command you to take care of the women in a good manner.
Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with them. During the lifetime of the Prophet, peace be upon him, we used to avoid chatting leisurely and freely with our wives, lest some divine revelation might be revealed concerning us. But when the Prophet, peace be upon him, died, we started chatting leisurely and freely with them. Chapter On O you who believe, ward off from yourself and your families a fire, hell, whose fuel is men and stones. Quran chapter 66 verse 6 Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Every one of you is a guardian, and every one of you is responsible for his wards. A ruler is a guardian and is responsible for his subjects. A man is a guardian of his family and responsible for them. A wife is a guardian of her husband's house and she is responsible for it. A slave is a guardian of his master's property and is responsible for that. Beware, all of you are guardians and are responsible for your wards. See Hadith number 893. Chapter On To Treat One's Family in a Polite and Kind Manner Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Eleven women sat at a place and promised and contracted that they would not conceal anything of the news of their husbands. The first one said, My husband is like the meat of a lean weak camel which is kept on the top of the mountain which is neither easy to climb nor is the meat fat so that one might put up with the trouble of fetching it. The second one said, I shall not relate my husband's news, for I fear that I may not be able to finish his story, for if I describe him, I will mention all his defects and bad traits. The third one said, My husband is a tall man. If I describe him and he hears of that, he will divorce me, and if I keep quiet, he will neither divorce me nor treat me as a wife. The fourth one said, My husband is a moderate person like the night of Tihama, which is neither hot nor cold. I am neither afraid of him nor am I discontented with him. The fifth one said, My husband when entering the house is a leopard and when going out is a lion. He does not ask about whatever is in the house. The sixth one said, If my husband eats, he eats too much, leaving the dishes empty. And if he drinks, he leaves nothing. And if he sleeps, he sleeps alone away from me, covered in garments, and does not stretch his hands here and there so as to know how I fare, get along. The seventh one said, My husband is a wrongdoer or weak and foolish. All the defects are present in him. He may injure your head or your body, or may do both. The eighth one said, My husband is soft to touch like a rabbit, and smells like zarnab, a kind of good-smelling grass. The ninth one said, My husband is a tall, generous man, wearing a long strap for carrying his sword. His ashes are abundant, and his house is near to the people who would easily consult him. The tenth one said, my husband is Malik. And what is Malik? Malik is greater than whatever I say about him.
He is beyond and above all praises which can come to my mind. Most of his camels are kept at home, ready to be slaughtered for the guests, and only a few are taken to the pastures. When the camels hear the sound of the lute or the tambourine, they realize that they are going to be slaughtered for the guests. The eleventh one said, My husband is Abu Zara, and what is Abu Zara? i.e., what should I say about him? He has given me many ornaments, and my ears are heavily loaded with them, and my arms have become fat, i.e., I have become fat. And he has pleased me, and I have become so happy that I feel proud of myself. He found me with my family, who were mere owners of sheep and living in poverty and brought me to a respected family having horses and camels and threshing and purifying grain. Whatever I say, he does not rebuke or insult me. When I sleep, I sleep till late in the morning, and when I drink water or milk, I drink my fill. The mother of Abu Zara, and what may one say in praise of the mother of Abu Zara? Her saddlebags were always full of provision, and her house was spacious. As for the son of Abu Zara, what may one say of the son of Abu Zara? His bed is as narrow as an unsheathed sword, and an arm of a kid of four months satisfies his hunger. As for the daughter of Abu Zara, she is obedient to her father and to her mother. She has a fat, well-built body, and that arouses the jealousy of her husband's other wife. As for the maid slave girl of Abu Zara, what may one say of the maid slave girl of Abu Zara? She does not uncover our secrets, but keeps them, and does not waste our provisions, and does not leave the rubbish scattered everywhere in our house. The eleventh lady added, One day it so happened that Abu Zara went out at the time when the milk was being milked from the animals. And he saw a woman who had two sons like two leopards playing with her two breasts. On seeing her, he divorced me and married her. Thereafter, I married a nobleman who used to ride a fast tireless horse and keep a spear in his hand. He gave me many things and also a pair of every kind of livestock and said, Eat of this, O Umu Zara, and give provisions to your relatives. She added, Yet, all those things which my second husband gave me could not fill the smallest utensil of Abu Zara's. Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, then said, Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, said to me, I am to you as Abu Zara was to his wife, Umu Zara. Footnote 1 The husband of the first woman was bad in behavior, worthless, arrogant and miserly footnote 2 the fifth woman compares her husband with a leopard which is well known for being shy harmless and fond of too much sleep she compares him with a lion when he is out for fighting besides he does not interfere in the home affairs for example he does not ask her how much she had spent nor does he criticize any fault he may notice Footnote 3. My husband is a tall, generous man wearing a long strap for carrying his sword means he is noble and brave. Footnote 
4. His ashes are abundant means he is so generous that he always makes fires for his guests to entertain them, and hence the abundant ashes he has at home. Footnote 5. His house is near to the people who would easily consult him means he lives near to the people so that he is always at hand to solve their problems and help them in hardships and give them good advice. Footnote 6. A family who were mere owners of sheep and living in poverty and brought me to a respected family having horses and camels and threshing and purifying grains means they were rich farmers. Her husband took her out of poverty into prosperity. Footnote 7. Her saddlebags were always full of provision and her house was spacious means he was well off and generous. Footnote 8. His bed is as narrow as an unsheathed sword and an arm of a kid of four months satisfies his hunger means he was a slender man who ate little. Footnote 9. She does not uncover our secrets but keeps them and does not waste our provisions and does not leave the rubbish scattered everywhere in our house means she was trustworthy, careful, and clean. Narrated Urwa, Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, said, While the Ethiopians were playing with their small spears, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, screened me behind him, and I watched that display and kept on watching till I left on my own. So you may estimate of what age a little girl may listen to amusement. Footnote Aisha was 15 years old then. Chapter on The Advice of a Man to His Daughter Regarding Her Husband Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them. I had been eager to ask Omar ibn al-Khattab about the two ladies from among the wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, regarding whom Allah said, If you two, wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, Turn in repentance to Allah. It will be better for you. Your hearts are indeed so inclined to oppose what the Prophet, peace be upon him, likes. Quran chapter 66 verse 4 Till Umar performed the Hajj and I too performed the Hajj along with him. On the way, Umar went aside to answer the call of nature and I also went aside along with him carrying a tumbler full of water. And when Omar had finished answering the call of nature, I poured water over his hands and he performed the ablution. Then I said to him, O chief of the believers, who were the two ladies from among the wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, regarding whom Allah said, If you two, wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, turn in repentance to Allah, it will be better for you. Your hearts are indeed so inclined to oppose what the Prophet, peace be upon him, likes. Quran chapter 66 verse 4 He said, I am astonished at your question, O Ibn Abbas. They were Aisha and Hafsa. Then Omar went on narrating the hadith and said, I and an Ansari neighbor of mine from Bani Umayyah bin Zayd, who used to live in Awali al-Madinah, used to visit the Prophet, peace be upon him, in turn. 
He used to go one day and I another day. When I went, I would bring him the news of what had happened that day regarding the divine revelation and other things. And when he went, he used to do the same for me. We, the people of Quraysh, used to have the upper hand over our wives. But when we came to the Ansar, we found that their women had the upper hand over their men. So our women also started learning the ways of the Ansari women. I shouted at my wife and she retorted against me, and I disliked that she should answer me back. She said to me, Why are you so surprised at my answering you back? By Allah, the wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, answer him back, and some of them may leave, does not speak to him, throughout the day till the night. The talk scared me, and I said to her, Whoever amongst them has done so will be ruined. Then I proceeded after dressing myself, and entered upon Hafsa, and said to her, Does any one of you keep the Prophet, peace be upon him, angry till night? She said, Yes. I said, You are a ruined losing person. Don't you fear that Allah may get angry for the anger of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him? and thus you will be ruined. So do not ask more from the Prophet, peace be upon him, and do not answer him back, and do not give up talking to him. Ask me whatever you need, and do not be tempted to imitate your neighbor, i.e. Aisha, in her manners, for she is more charming than you, and more beloved to the Prophet, peace be upon him. Omar added, at that time, a talk was circulating among us that the tribe of Ghassan were preparing their horses to invade us. My Ansari companion, on the day of his turn, went to the town and returned to us at night and knocked at my door violently and asked if I was there. I became horrified and came out to him. He said, Today a great thing has happened. I asked, What is it? Have the people of Ghassan come? He said, No, but what has happened is greater and more horrifying than that. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, has divorced his wives. Umar added, The Prophet, peace be upon him, kept away from his wives, and I said, Hafsa is a ruined loser. I had already thought that most probably this divorce would happen in the near future. So I dressed myself and offered the morning salat, prayer with the Prophet peace be upon him. And then the Prophet peace be upon him entered an upper room and stayed there in seclusion. I entered upon Hafsa and saw her weeping. I asked, What makes you weep? Did I not warn you about that? Did the Prophet peace be upon him divorce you all? She said, I do not know. There he is retired alone in the upper room. I came out and sat near the pulpit and saw a group of people sitting around it and some of them were weeping. I sat with them for a while but could not endure the situation. So I went to the upper room where the Prophet peace be upon him was and said to a black slave of his, Will you get the permission of the Prophet peace be upon him for Umar to enter? The slave went in, talked to the Prophet peace be upon him about it and then returned saying, I have spoken to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and mentioned you, but he kept quiet. Then I returned and sat with the group of people sitting near the pulpit. 
But I could not bear the situation, and once again I said to the slave, Will you get the permission for Umar? He went in and returned, saying, I mentioned you to him, but he kept quiet. So I returned again and sat with the group of people sitting near the pulpit, but I could not bear the situation. So I went to the slave and said, Will you get the permission for Umar? He went in and returned to me, saying, I mentioned you to him, but he kept quiet. When I was leaving, behold, the slave called me, saying, The Prophet, peace be upon him, has given you permission. Then I entered upon Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, and saw him lying on a bed made of stalks of date palm leaves, and there was no bedding between it and him. The stalks left marks on his side, and he was leaning on a leather pillow stuffed with date palm fibers. I greeted him, and while still standing, I said, O Allah's messenger, have you divorced your wives? He looked at me and said, No. I said, Allahu Akbar. And then, while still standing, I said, chatting, Will you heed what I say, O Allah's messenger? We, the people of Quraysh, used to have power over our women. But when we arrived at Al-Madina, we found that the men here were overpowered by their women. The Prophet, peace be upon him, smiled, and then I said to him, Will you heed what I say, O Allah's Messenger? I entered upon Hafsa and said to her, Do not be tempted to imitate your companion Aisha, for she is more charming than you, and more beloved to the Prophet. The Prophet, peace be upon him, smiled for a second time. When I saw him smiling, I sat down. Then I looked around his house, and by Allah, I could not see anything of importance in his house except three hides. So I said, O Allah's Messenger, I invoke Allah to make your followers rich. For the Persians and the Romans have been made prosperous, and they have been given the pleasures of the world, although they do not worship Allah. Thereupon the Prophet, peace be upon him, sat up as he was reclining, and said, Are you of such an opinion, O the son of Al-Khattab? These are the people who have received the rewards for their good deeds in this world. I said, O Allah's Messenger, ask Allah to forgive me. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, kept away from his wives for twenty-nine days because of the story which Hafsa had disclosed to Aisha. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I will not enter upon them, my wives, for one month, because of his anger towards them, when Allah had admonished him. So when twenty-nine days had passed, the Prophet, peace be upon him, first entered upon Aisha. Aisha said to him, O Allah's Messenger, you had sworn that you would not enter upon us for one month, but now only twenty-nine days have passed for I have been counting them one by one. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The present month is of twenty-nine days. Aisha added, Then Allah revealed the verses of the option, And out of all his wives he asked me first, and I chose him. Then he gave option to his other wives, and they said what Aisha had said. Footnote Regarding I will not enter upon them, my wives, for one month, because of his anger towards them, when Allah had admonished him. 
the Prophet, peace be upon him, had decided to abstain from eating a certain kind of food because of a certain event. So Allah blamed him for doing so. Some of his wives were the cause of him taking that decision. Therefore, he deserted them for one month. Footnote 2 Regarding, Allah revealed the verses of the option. See the Qur'an chapter 33 verse 28 and 29. Chapter on A woman should not observe some fast optional ones except with the permission of her husband. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, A woman should not observe some fast optional ones except with her husband's permission if he is at home staying with her. Chapter on if a woman spends the night deserting her husband's bed without a reasonable cause, she is sinful. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If a man invites his wife to sleep with him and she refuses to come to him, then the angels send their curses on her till morning. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, if a woman spends the night deserting her husband's bed, does not sleep with him, then the angels send their curses on her till she comes back to her husband. Chapter on A woman should not allow anyone to enter her husband's house except with his consent. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, it is not lawful for a lady to observe psalm, fast, nawafil, without the permission of her husband when he is at home, and she should not allow anyone to enter his house except with his consent. And whatever she spends of his wealth on charitable gifts in Allah's cause, without being ordered by him, he will get half of the reward. Chapter 1 The Majority of People of Paradise and Hell Narrated Usama, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I stood at the gate of paradise and saw that the majority of the people who entered it were the poor, while the wealthy were stopped at the gate for the accounts. But the people destined for the fire were ordered to be taken to the fire. Then I stood at the gate of the fire and saw that the majority of those who entered it were women. Chapter 1 to be unthankful to al-ashir, i.e. the husband. Al-ashir also means the companion. This is narrated by Abu Sa'id on the authority of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Abdullah bin Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them. During the lifetime of Allah's Messenger, the sun eclipsed. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, offered the salat, prayer, of the eclipse, and so did the people along with him. He performed a long qiyam, standing posture, during which Surah Al-Baqarah could have been recited. Then he performed a prolonged bowing, then raised his head and stood for a long time which was slightly less than that of the first qiyam, and recited Qur'an. Then he performed a prolonged bowing again, but the period was shorter than the period of the first bowing. Then he stood up and then prostrated. Again he stood up, but this time the period of standing was less than the first standing, 
Then he performed a prolonged bowing, but of a lesser duration than the first. Then he stood up again for a long time, but for a lesser duration than the first. Then he performed a prolonged bowing, but of a lesser duration than the first. And then again he stood up, and then prostrated, and then finished his salat, prayer. By then the sun eclipse had cleared. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then said, The sun and the moon are two signs among the signs of Allah, and they do not eclipse because of the death or birth of someone. So when you observe the eclipse, remember Allah, offer the eclipse salat, prayer. They, the people, said, O Allah's Messenger, we saw you stretching your hand to take something at this place of yours. Then we saw you stepping backward. He said, I saw paradise, or paradise was shown to me, and I stretched my hand to pluck a bunch of grapes. And had I plucked it, you would have eaten of it as long as this world exists. Then I saw the hell fire, and I have never seen such a horrible sight as that before. And I saw that the majority of its dwellers were women. The people asked, O Allah's Messenger, what is the reason for that? He replies, because of their disbelief, ungratefulness. It was said, do they disbelieve in Allah? Are they ungrateful to Allah? He replied, they are ungrateful to their husbands and ungrateful to Al-Ihsan, good favors done to them. Even if you do good to one of them all your life, when she sees something not of her liking from you, she will say, I have never seen any good from you. Narrated Imran, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I looked at paradise and saw that the majority of its residents were the poor, and I looked at the hell fire and saw that the majority of its residents were women. Chapter 1 Your wife has a right over you. This has been narrated by Abu Juhayfa on the authority of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Abdullah bin Amr ibn al-As, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, O Abdullah, have I not been informed that you fast all the day and stand in salat, prayer, all night? I said, Yes, O Allah's Messenger. He said, Do not do that. Observe some fast, sometimes, and also leave them, the fast, at other times. Stand up for the salat, prayer, at night, and also sleep at night. Your body has a right over you, your eyes have a right over you, and your wife has a right over you. Chapter 1 The woman is a guardian in her husband's house. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, All of you are guardians and are responsible for your wards. The ruler is a guardian, and the man is a guardian of his family. The lady is a guardian, and is responsible for her husband's house and his offspring. And so all of you are guardians, and are responsible for your wards. Chapter 1 The Statement of Allah Men are protectors and maintainers of women. Quran Chapter 4 Verse 34 Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, took an oath that he would not visit his wives for one month, and he sat in an upper room belonging to him. 
Then on the twenty-ninth day he came down. It was said, O Allah's Messenger, you had taken an oath not to visit your wives for one month. He said, The present month is of twenty-nine days. Chapter On The decision of the Prophet, peace be upon him, not to share the beds with his wives and to stay away from their houses. Muawiyah bin Haida said that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, When you desert your wife, abstain from sleeping with her. You should stay with her at home. But the first verdict is more correct. Footnote It is permissible anyhow to stay at home or somewhere else on abstaining from sleeping with one's wife. Narrated Umm Salama, may Allah be pleased with her. The Prophet, peace be upon him, took an oath that he would not enter upon some of his wives for one month. But when twenty-nine days had elapsed, he went to them in the morning or evening. It was said to him, O Allah's Prophet, you had taken an oath that you would not enter upon them for one month. He replied, The month can be of twenty-nine days. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them. One morning we saw the wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, weeping, and every one of them had her family with her. I went to the mosque and found that it was crowded with people. Then Umar ibn al-Khattab came and went up to the Prophet, peace be upon him, who was in his upper room. He greeted him, but nobody answered. He greeted again, but nobody answered. Then the gatekeeper called him, and he entered upon the Prophet, peace be upon him, and asked, Have you divorced your wives? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, No, but I have taken an oath not to go to them for one month. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, stayed away from his wives for twenty-nine days, and then entered upon them. Chapter On The Kind of Beating of Women Which Is Disapproved Of and the statement of Allah, Beat them lightly, your wives, if it is useful, i.e., without causing them severe pain. Quran, chapter 4, verse 34. Narrated Abdullah bin Zama'ah, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, None of you should flog his wife as he flogs a slave, and then have sexual intercourse with her in the last part of the day. Chapter On a woman should not obey her husband if he orders her to do something sinful. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. An Ansari woman gave her daughter in marriage and the hair of the latter started falling out. The Ansari women came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and mentioned that to him and said, Her, my daughter's husband, suggested that I should let her wear false hair. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, no, don't do that, for Allah sends His curses upon such ladies who lengthen their hair artificially by wearing false hair. Chapter On If a woman fears cruelty or desertion on her husband's part. Quran, Chapter 4, Verse 128 Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, regarding the verse, if a woman fears cruelty or desertion on her husband's part, Quran, chapter 4, verse 128, it concerns the woman whose husband does not want to keep her with him any longer, but wants to divorce her and marry some other lady. So she says to him, 
Keep me and do not divorce me, and then marry another woman, and you may neither spend on me nor sleep with me. This is indicated by the statement of Allah, There is no sin on them both if they make terms of peace between themselves and making peace is better. Quran chapter 4 verse 128 Chapter on The Coitus Interruptus Narrated Jabir, we used to practice coitus interruptus during the lifetime of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Narrated Jabir, we used to practice coitus interruptus while the Qur'an was being revealed. Jabir added, we used to practice coitus interruptus during the lifetime of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, while the Qur'an was being revealed. Footnote Though the Qur'an was still being revealed, our practice of coitus interruptus was not prohibited by it. Narrated Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, may Allah be pleased with him. We got female captives in the war booty, and we used to do coitus interruptus with them. So we asked Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, about it, and he said, Do you really do that? Repeating the question thrice. There is no person that is destined to exist but will come into existence till the day of resurrection. Chapter on To draw lots among one's wives when one intends to go on a journey in order to take one of them with. Narrated Al-Qasim, Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, said that whenever the Prophet, peace be upon him, intended to go on a journey, he drew lots among his wives, so as to take one of them along with him. During one of his journeys, the lot fell on Aisha and Hafsa. When night fell, the Prophet, peace be upon him, would ride beside Aisha and talk with her. One night Hafsa said to Aisha, Won't you ride my camel tonight and I ride yours, so that you may see me and I see you in new situation? Aisha said, Yes, I agree. So Aisha rode, and then the Prophet, peace be upon him, came towards Aisha's camel on which Hafsa was riding. He greeted Hafsa and then proceeded beside her till they dismounted on the way. Aisha missed him, and so, when they dismounted, she put her legs in the idkhir and said, O Lord, Allah, Send a scorpion or snake to bite me, for I am not to blame him, the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter on What is said regarding the woman who gives up her turn with her husband to one of his other wives, and how to divide the turns? Narrated Aisha, Sauda bint Zama gave up her turn to me, Aisha, and so the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to give me, Aisha, both my day and the day of Sauda. Chapter on To deal justly between the women, one's wives. And Allah says, You will never be able to do perfect justice between your wives. Up to, And Allah is ever all-sufficient for His creatures' needs, all-wise. Quran, chapter 4, verse 129 and 130. Chapter on If somebody marries a virgin and he has already a matron wife with him. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. A sunnah, legal ways of the Prophet, peace be upon him, 
is that if someone marries a virgin and he has already a matron wife with him, then he should stay with the virgin for seven days and then by turns. And if someone marries a matron and he has already a virgin wife with him, then he should stay with her for three days and then by turns. Chapter on If someone marries a matron and he has already a virgin wife with him. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. It is from a sunnah, legal ways of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that if someone marries a virgin and he has already a matron wife, then he should stay for seven days with her, the virgin, and then by turns. And if someone marries a matron and he has already a virgin wife, then he should stay with her, the matron, for three days and then by turns. Chapter on Whoever had sexual intercourse with all his wives and then took one bath only. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, used to pass by, have sexual relation with, all his wives in one night, and at that time he had nine wives. Chapter on If a man goes to all his wives, have sexual relations with them, in one day. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Whenever Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, finished his Asr prayer, he would enter upon his wives and stay with one of them. One day he went to Hafsa and stayed with her longer than usual. Chapter on If a man takes the permission of his wives so as to stay in the house of one of them to be treated during his ailment, and he is allowed by them, those wives will have no right to claim their lost turns. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, that during his fatal ailment, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, used to ask his wives, Where shall I stay tomorrow? Where shall I stay tomorrow? He was looking forward to Aisha's turn, so all his wives allowed him to stay where he wished, and he stayed at Aisha's house till he died there. Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, added, He died on the day of my usual turn at my house. Allah took him unto him while his head was between my chest and my neck, and his saliva was mixed with my saliva. Footnote, i.e., she chewed a green siwak and gave it to the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter On if a man loves some of his wives more than the others. Narrated Ibn Abbas that Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, entered upon Hafsa and said, O oh my daughter, do not be misled by the manners of her who is proud of her beauty because of the love of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, for her. By her he meant Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Umar added, then I told that to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and he smiled on hearing that. Chapter on It is not recommended for one to claim that one has more things or better qualities than one really has, and what is forbidden as regards the pride of a lady over the other wives of her husband. Narrated Asma, a lady said, O Allah's Messenger, peace be upon you, 
My husband has another wife, so is it sinful for me to claim that he has given me what he has not given me in order to tease her? Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, The one who pretends that he has been given what he has not been given is just like the false one who wears two garments of falsehood. Footnote this means that a false witness may borrow and wear two fine garments so that people may be deceived by his elegant appearance and believe his witness. Chapter on Al-Ghayra, i.e. honor, prestige, or self-respect. Sa'ad bin Ubaidah said, If I saw a man with my wife, I would strike him with the sharp edge of the sword. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to his companions, Are you astonished by Sa'd's ghayrah, sense of honor? By Allah, I have a greater sense of ghayrah than he has, and Allah has still more greater sense of ghayrah than I have. Narrated Abdullah bin Mas'ud, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, There is none having a greater sense of ghayrah, honor or self-respect, etc., than Allah. And for that, he has forbidden the doing of evil actions, illegal sexual intercourse, etc. There is none who likes to be praised more than Allah does. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, O followers of Muhammad, there is none who has a greater sense of ghayra, honor or self-respect, etc. than Allah. So he has forbidden that his slave commits illegal sexual intercourse or his slave girl commits illegal sexual intercourse. O followers of Muhammad, if you but knew what I know, you would laugh a little and weep much. See Hadith number 1044, Volume 2. Narrated Asma, I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saying, There is nothing, none. Having a greater sense of ghayra, self-respect, than Allah. And narrated Abu Hurairah that he heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying the same. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allah has a great sense of ghayra, and Allah's sense of ghayra is provoked when a believer does something which Allah has prohibited. Narrated Asma' bint Abu Bakr, May Allah be pleased with them. When Az-Zubayr married me, he had no property or any slave or anything else except a camel which drew water from the well and his horse. I used to feed his horse with fodder and drew water and sew the bucket for drawing it and prepare the dough, but I did not know how to bake bread. So our Ansari neighbors used to bake bread for me and they were honorable ladies. I used to carry the date stones on my head from Zubayr's land given to him by Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. And this land was two-third Farsakh, about two miles from my house. One day, while I was coming with the date stones on my head, I met Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, along with some Ansari people. He called me and then, directing his camel to kneel down, said, Ikh! Ikh, so as to make me ride behind him on his camel. I felt shy to travel with the men and remembered Az-Zubayr and his sense of ghayra, 
as he was one of those people who had the greatest sense of ghayrah. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, noticed that I felt shy, so he proceeded. I came to Az-Zubayr and said, I met Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, while I was carrying a load of date stones on my head, and he had some companions with him. He made his camel kneel down so that I may ride, but I felt shy in his presence and remembered your sense of ghayrah. See Hadith number 5220 and its chapter 108. On that, Az-Zubayr said, By Allah, you're carrying the date stones and you being seen by the Prophet, peace be upon him, in such a state is more shameful to me than your riding with him. I continued serving in this way till Abu Bakr sent me a servant to look after the horse, whereupon I felt as if he had set me free, manumitted me. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. While the Prophet, peace be upon him, was in the house of one of his wives, one of the mothers of the believers sent a meal in a dish. The wife at whose house the Prophet, peace be upon him, was, struck the hand of the servant, causing the dish to fall and break. The Prophet, peace be upon him, gathered the broken pieces of the dish and then started collecting on them the food which had been in the dish and said, Your mother, my wife, felt jealous. Then he detained the servant till a sound dish was brought from the wife at whose house he was. He gave the sound dish to the wife whose dish had been broken and kept the broken one at the house where it had been broken. Footnote. The wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, were called the mothers of the believers. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I entered paradise and saw a palace and asked, Whose palace is this? They said, This palace belongs to Umar ibn al-Khattab. I intended to enter it, and nothing stopped me except my knowledge about your sense of ghayrah honor, self-respect, etc. O Umar! Umar said, O Allah's Prophet, how dare I think of my ghayrah, honor, self-respect, etc., being offended by you? Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, while we were sitting with Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, he, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, while I was sleeping, I saw myself in paradise, and suddenly I saw a woman performing ablution beside a palace. I asked, Whose palace is this? It was said, This palace belongs to Umar. Then I remembered his sense of ghayrah and returned. On that, Umar started weeping in that gathering and said, O Allah's Messenger, how dare I think of my ghayrah, self-respect, being offended by you? Chapter On the Jealousy of Women and Their Anger Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said to her, I know when you are pleased with me or angry with me. I said, Whence do you know that? He said, When you are pleased with me, you say, No, by the Lord of Muhammad. But when you are angry with me, you say, No, by the Lord of Abraham. Thereupon I said, Yes, you are right, but by Allah, O Allah's Messenger, I leave nothing but your name.
Footnote 1. She does not feel less affectionate at the time of her anger. The only consequence of her anger is not to mention his name. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. I never felt so jealous of any wife of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, as I did of Khadija. Because Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, used to remember and praise her too often, and because it was revealed to Allah's Messenger that he should give her, Khadija, the glad tidings of her having a palace of Qasab in paradise. See Hadith number 3816. Footnote 2. Here, Qasab means pipes made of gold, pearls, and other precious stones. Chapter on The man's attempt to prevent what may arouse his daughter's jealousy and his demand that she should be treated justly. Narrated Al-Miswar bin Makhrama, I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, who was on the pulpit, saying, Banu Hisham bin Al-Mughira have requested me to allow them to marry their daughter to Ali bin Abi Talib, but I don't give permission and will not give permission unless Ali ibn Abi Talib divorces my daughter in order to marry their daughter, because Fatima is a part of my body, and I hate what she hates to see, and what annoys her annoys me. Chapter 1 Men will decrease and women will increase. And Abu Musa said, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, you will see in future, one man followed by forty women taking refuge with him and appealing for help because of the scarcity of men and the great number of women. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. I will narrate to you a hadith I heard from Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and none other than I will tell you of it. I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saying, From among the portents of the hour are the following. 1. Religious knowledge will be taken away. 2. General ignorance in religious matters will increase. 3. Illegal sexual intercourse will prevail. 4. Drinking of alcoholic drinks will be in plenty. 5. Men will decrease in number, and women will increase in number, so much so that 50 women will be looked after by one man. See Hadith number 81, Volume 1. Chapter on A man should not stay with a woman in seclusion unless he is a dhu mahram, a person who is legally not allowed to marry that woman, for example, her father or brother, etc. And it is unlawful for one to enter upon a woman whose husband is absent. Narrated Uqba bin Amir, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Beware of entering upon the ladies. A man from the Ansar said, Allah's Messenger, what about Al-Hamu, the in-laws of the wife, the brothers of her husband or his nephews, etc.? The Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, The in-laws, Al-Hamu, of the wife are death itself. Footnote 1 Al-Hamu is mainly the brothers of the husband or the in-laws of the wife who are meant here, and these are only those who could have married that woman if she had not been married. Footnote 2. Regarding the in-laws, Al-Hamu, of the wife, are death itself. 
The stay of a relative of a married woman in seclusion with her may cause great disadvantage and lead to illegal sexual intercourse that would ruin the family. Therefore, the Prophet, peace be upon him, compared the brother-in-law of a wife to death if he stays in seclusion with her. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, No man should stay with a lady in seclusion except in the presence of a dhu mahram. A man stood up and said, O Allah's Messenger, my wife has gone out intending to perform hajj, and I have been enrolled in the army for such and such campaign. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Return and perform the hajj with your wife. Chapter 1 What is allowed as regards a private meeting between a man and a woman when they are not secluded from the people? Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. An Ansari woman came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he took her inside and said to her, By Allah, you, Ansar, are the most beloved people to me. Chapter 1 It is forbidden that effeminate men should enter upon women. Narrated Umm Salama that while the Prophet, peace be upon him, was with her, there was an effeminate man in the house. The effeminate man said to Umm Salama's brother, Abdullah bin Abi Umayyah, If Allah should make you conquer Al-Ta'if tomorrow, I recommend that you take the daughter of Ghaylan in marriage, for she is so fat that she shows four folds of flesh when facing you and eight when she turns her back. Thereupon the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to us, this effeminate man should never enter upon you, O women. See Hadith number 4324. Chapter 1 The looking of a woman at the Ethiopians and the like is permissible if it does not lead to bad consequences. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was screening me with his ridah garment covering the upper part of the body, while I was looking at the Ethiopians who were playing in the courtyard of the mosque. I continued watching till I was satisfied. So you may deduce from this event how a little girl who has not reached the age of puberty, who is eager to enjoy the amusement, should be treated in this respect. See Hadith number 454. Chapter 1 the going out of women for their needs. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Once Sauda bint Zamah went out at night for some need, and Omar saw her, and recognizing her, he said to her, By Allah, O Sauda, you cannot hide yourself from us. So she returned to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and mentioned that to him while he was sitting in my dwelling, taking his supper and holding a bone covered with meat in his hand. Then the divine revelation was revealed to him, and when that state was over, he, the Prophet, peace be upon him, was saying, O women, you have been allowed by Allah to go out for your needs. Chapter 1 the permission taken by a woman from her husband to go to the mosque. Narrated Salem's father, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If the wife of any one of you asks permission to go to the mosque, he should not forbid her.
Chapter on What is lawful as regards visiting or looking at those women who have foster suckling relations with you? Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. My foster uncle came and asked permission to enter, but I refused to admit him till I asked Allah's messenger peace be upon him about that. He said, He is your uncle, so allow him to come in. I said, O Allah's messenger, I have been suckled by a woman and not by a man. Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, said, He is your uncle, so let him enter upon you. And that happened after the order of Al-Hijab, compulsory veiling, was revealed. All things which become unlawful because of blood relations are unlawful because of the corresponding foster-suckling relations. Chapter 1 A woman should not look at or touch the body of another woman to describe her to her husband. Narrated Abdullah bin Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, A woman should not look at or touch another woman to describe her to her husband in such a way as if he was actually looking at her. Narrated Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, A woman should not look at or touch another woman to describe her to her husband in such a way as if he was actually looking at her. Chapter 1 The saying of a man, I will go round, i.e. have sexual relations with all my wives tonight. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet Sulaiman, Solomon, son of the Prophet Dawood, David, peace be upon him, said, Tonight I will go round, i.e. have sexual relations with 100 women, wives, every one of whom will give birth to a male child who will fight in Allah's cause. On that an angel said to him, Say, if Allah will. But Sulaiman, Solomon, did not say it and forgot to say it. Then he had sexual relations with them, but none of them gave birth to any child except one who gave birth to a half-person. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If Sulaiman, Solomon, had said, If Allah will, Allah would have fulfilled his above desire, and that saying would have made him more hopeful. See Hadith number 2819. Chapter 1 if a man is away or absent from his family for a long time, then on returning home he should not enter his house at night, lest he should find something which might arouse his suspicion as regards his family, or lest he should discover their defects. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, disliked that one should go on one's family at night on returning from a journey. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with them. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, When any one of you is away from his house for a long time, he should not return to his family at night. Chapter 1 Seeking to Beget Children Narrated Jabir, I was with Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, in a ghazwa. And when we returned, I wanted to hurry while riding a slow camel. A rider came behind me. I looked back and saw that the rider was Allah's messenger, peace be upon him. He said to me, 
What makes you in such a hurry? I replied, I am newly married. He said, Did you marry a virgin or a matron? I replied, Not a virgin, but a matron. He said, Why didn't you marry a young girl with whom you would have played and she would have played with you? Then when we approached Al-Medina and were going to enter it, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Wait till you enter your homes in the night, i.e., at the time of Aisha prayer, so that the ladies with unkempt hair may comb their hair, and those whose husbands have been absent for a long time may shave their pubic hair. The sub-narrator Hashim said, A reliable narrator told me that the Prophet, peace be upon him, added in this hadith, Seek to beget children. Children, O Jabir. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If you enter your town at night after coming from a journey, do not enter upon your family till the woman whose husband was absent from the house shaves her pubic hair, and the woman with unkempt hair combs her hair. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, further said, O Jabir, seek to have offspring. Seek to have offspring. Chapter 1 the woman whose husband is absent for a long time should shave her pubic hair, and those whose hair is unkempt should comb their hair. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with them. We were with the Prophet, peace be upon him, in a ghazwa, and when we returned and approached Al-Medina, I wanted to hurry while riding a slow camel. A rider overtook me and pricked my camel with a spear which he had. Whereupon my camel started running as fast as any other fast camel you may see. I looked back, and behold, the rider was Allah's messenger, peace be upon him. I said, O oh Allah's messenger, I am newly married. He asked, Have you got married? I replied, Yes. He said, A virgin or a matron? I replied, Not a virgin, but a matron. He said, why didn't you marry a young girl so that you would have played with her and she with you? When we reached near Al-Medina and were going to enter it, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Wait till you enter your home in the night, i.e. at the time of Aisha prayer, so that the lady whose hair is unkempt might comb her hair, and that the lady whose husband has been away may shave her pubic hair. Chapter 1 and not to reveal their adornments except to their husbands. Quran chapter 24 verse 31 Narrated Abu Hazm, The people differed as to which thing Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was treated on the day of the battle of Uhud. So they asked Sahl bin Sa'd al-Sa'idi, who was the only surviving companion of the Prophet, peace be upon him, at Al-Madina. He replied, Nobody is left at Al-Medina who knows it better than I. Fatima, peace be upon her, was washing the blood of his face, and Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, was bringing water in his shield, and then a mat of date palm leaves were burnt and the ash was inserted into the wound. Chapter 1 And those among you who have not come to the age of puberty, Quran chapter 24 verse 58 Narrated Abdul Rahman bin Abbas I heard Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them, answering a man who asked him, 
Did you attend the Salat, prayer, of Eid al-Adha or Eid al-Fitr with Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him? Ibn Abbas replied, Yes, and had it not been for my close relationship with him, I could not have offered it. That was because of his young age. Ibn Abbas further said, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, went out and offered the Eid Salat, prayer, and then delivered the khutbah. Ibn Abbas did not mention the Adhan, the call of Salat, prayer, or the Iqamah. He added, Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, went to the women and instructed them and gave them religious advice and ordered them to give alms. And I saw them reaching out their hands to their ears and necks to take off their earrings and necklaces, etc., and throwing it towards Bilal. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, returned with Bilal to his house. Chapter 1 The man spoking his daughter in the flank while admonishing her. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him admonished me and poked me with his hands in the flank, and nothing stopped me from moving at the time except the position of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, whose head was on my thigh. See Hadith number 334.